Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Send King Tut my regards. It's send my regards to King Tut, asshole. Whatever. That's the line. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever, Holden. <laughs> I didn't have my notes out. I didn't have my notes out, okay? I went for I did it. have that written in my notes. I um, had it too. I just didn't have my notes out. That's um, our Stargate tease, everybody. We're doing Stargate this yeah. week. Well, then I beat you to the punch. Line. No, I'm going to still say it. We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Stargate, the 1990s sci-fi classic. <laughs> That one movie podcast. <laughs> Tom. But first, Jimmy, we should do some Toms. Let's do the Toms, Holden. Oh, yes. Toms is a rapid fire game where we write the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw being the highest, Bombadil the lowest, and Bergeron somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. All right, Olden, what do you got? All right, so first of all, I've got this Dr. Pepper cream soda that I'm, I, I'm drinking. I didn't mean literally, Holden. I meant figuratively, as in what do you have for the news this week? No, but no... Okay, I'm not sponsored by Dr. Pepper, I swear. Although, I would love to if you guys want to hit me up. I will take a Dr. Pepper sponsorship. However, this Dr. Pepper and cream soda stuff is on another level. I've been, I've become addicted to it. This is like my favorite new soda flavor in a long time. It's genuinely very good, Jimmy. You should try it. I don't know, man. I'm giving it a Thomas two thumbs up Broca. I'm not a big cream soda guy. I don't know, but like, it doesn't taste too much like cream soda because it is mixed with the dr pepper it's just a very weird taste i don't I'm know also like a change. dr pepper every once in a while guy fine jimmy maybe the flavors will combine and create something you love just like the flavors of our commentary creates this beautiful podcast that it everyone sure loves. does <laughs> and we're the, we need pe- the- <laughs> we're the reese's peanut butter cup of podcasts we are, except I don't even like Reese's peanut butter cups. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I do think before we get too into it, I had mentioned it to Jimmy. We should we should bring up, you know, the events in the world happening right now. Um, it, a lot of things in the US have happened since we last uh, created an episode a couple weeks ago. Um, obviously you've heard all the protests and uh, riots and everything happening, yeah, starting in Minneapolis, but kind of spreading to different cities. Now they're both uh, where Jimmy and I live, um, both in Sioux Falls and Lincoln. They're happening in both those places now. Um, yeah, it's a wild time. Uh, but I mean, I think I speak for both of us uh, saying we want to give our support uh, to the protests and the movements. Uh, we encourage you to donate. Maybe we'll include some links for some donations. That might not be not be, not be a bad idea. <laughs> me. Jimmy, remember to do this. Later. Yeah, Jimmy, do it. When, <laughs> remember that. Um, but yeah, we'll include some links to uh, some funds. Um, but if you can go out and protest and join, 
uh, strongly encourage that. Um, and I will clarify peaceful protests. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, there's been a lot of looting and damages damage to property. Um, and I don't think people fully understand that you can ruin someone's life if you damage their small yeah. business, even if they do have insurance. And uh, speaking because, you know, my sister or my sister, <laughs> my girlfriend's <laughs> dad. <laughs> girlfriend's the truth sister. comes out, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my girlfriend's dad owns a small business and it's like, I man, if something happened to to his business, I have no idea what sort of circumstance would they would find themselves in. But do not loot, do not be violent. For one, that is just not productive at all. And uh, that's not what the civil rights leaders of the past that we uphold in in uh and we have a good perception of Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, those types of figures. They would not be in favor of that at all. Um, yeah. It is not the right message to send. It It's just counterproductive to the whole movement. It it just feeds into this animosity. So um, the, the anger yeah. that's the anger that's being expressed there is understandable um, because, I mean, a lot of people are frustrated with pe- uh, the way peaceful protests, their effectiveness However, there are probably uh, uh, better ways that don't involve hurting people um, and their livelihoods in that way. Yes, that's our two cents, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, participate and join those if you want. Um, consider donating. Um, yeah, that's what we'll that's what we'll spend on that matter for this week. Um, yeah. Anything else on that, Jimmy? Uh, not that I can think of, Holden. Okay, cool. Um, anyway, on to the actual news. Actually, that is actual news. What am I kidding? That's the biggest news. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> this, we actually covered this, some actual news on this. No, the stuff we're covering is far less important. But, uh, anyway, uh, I was very disappointed by this news this week, Jimmy. Uh, first on the list. Um, Last Night in Soho has been delayed to next year. Um, one of my most anticipated movies. Maybe it was perhaps my number one on the list. I cannot remember. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Welcome if it was to my the club, one. Alden. <laughs> having your most anticipated movie delayed an entire year. Oh my god! Wait. Oh yeah, Saw was your number one. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna say Tendon's still they should happening. Call it Jimmy. <laughs> they should call it next year in Soho. Am I right? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but I'm very sad about that. Oh, new Edgar Wright movie. Uh, April 23rd, 2021 is its new release date. Um, and it was starring, uh, or it's starring Anya Taylor-Joy, Thomas and McKenzie, who we just saw in Jojo Rabbit fairly recently, and Matt Smith, if you were unfamiliar with anyone in the cast. Matt Smith was one of the doctors on Doctor Who. He's the one that and wears all, the bow ties. And maybe a young Emperor Palpatine in the JJ cut? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he was also, who cares? He was also <laughs> Skynet and Terminator Genesis, a great film. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's very sad. I'm gonna give this a bombadil. I'll give it a bombadil too, Holden. But I think awesome. it's maybe the Edgar Wright decision for the studio. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, if I actually believe that. I just wanted to say that joke. <laughs> uh. So next up, 
Henry Cavill might be best. Henry Cavill, I said that weird. Henry Cavill uh, might be back as Superman. Uh, I think we had previously said on the podcast, I had at least certainly seen the news before um, that he was out and they were going to find someone new. I had seen like Michael B. Jordan and stuff like that kind of brought up. Um, but Deadline reports that he's set to return to the DCEU. However, it probably will not be another solo movie. So Man of Steel 2 probably won't be it. Um, but And it won't be any of the movies that are currently deep into production like uh, uh, Wonder Woman or Suicide Squad or um, The Batman. Won't be any of those. But I don't know. What do you think of that, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, I don't have a huge attachment to Henry Cavill's Superman. I'm not the biggest Henry Cavill fan, mm-hmm. I guess. I think he's fine. I don't dislike him. Yeah. I, I haven't seen like The Witcher and and stuff. I think he's, you know, a competent actor. It's just like I wouldn't like if they replaced him as Superman, I wouldn't throw a fit about it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. I I I'm kind of the same way on him. I like him i mean i liked him in mission impossible fallout i guess but that's like besides that i don't know i've never seen anything that i that struck at me i just liked him when he like throws his fists around in the bathroom you know <laughs> yes <laughs> whatever good scene good, that was a good scene um yeah so i'll give this a, a bergeron yeah i'll give it a bergeron too holden we're on the same page today Nice. That's good. Uh, a little bit more DC news um, with the announcement of the Snyder Cut pretty soon after that announcement, because that was breaking news last time uh, we recorded. But pretty soon after that announcement, um, it was announced that Darkseid will, in fact, be in the Snyder Cut, uh, even if his role is fairly small. Um, he, and he will be played by Ray Porter, uh, who is not the guy who is that the guy who did Darth Maul? That sounds familiar. Okay, it might be. I don't so know. Let's I, just I actually just say, completely. Fr- let's just say definitively yes. <laughs> yes, it's a guy who <laughs> played Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah, we'll go for it. Um, but anyway, if you don't know who Darkseid is, he's basically DC's Thanos. Although he came before Thanos in like comics, so Thanos is more of a ripoff of Darkseid. But uh, in the movie continuity, it'll seem like the other way around. Um, so I don't I mean, I don't really have a feeling on this either, especially since Justice League probably isn't even in continuity anymore. So who really cares? I don't know, Jimmy, what do you think? I think it's interesting that the biggest bad villain is going to be in the Snyder Cut and wasn't even a thing in the theatrical version. Yeah, right. <laughs> How does that even work? Steppenwolf. What are you talking about? Steppenwolf yeah, what, was a great villain. Yeah. I, so I'm going to give this actually a Brokaw because... Steppenwolf maybe one of oh, one of the worst villains in in any movie ever honestly <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree I don't think that's that. a stretch <laughs> I don't think you can get a more boring villain <laughs> honestly okay uh yeah I'll give it a brokat too you 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 proved your case there yeah um Next bit of news, uh, HBO Max launched uh, within the last week, I believe, um, and I checked it out. I don't have a subscription yet or even a free trial or anything yet, but you can kind of surf it without um, having a subscription, and they've got a pretty cool selection of stuff. Um, I was very interested in the uh, Studio uh, Ghibli um, 
selection because they have like all of those movies on there now and there's some of those movies that i do want to see um and it's i mean it's a shame that like this didn't come out before we did howl's moving castle yeah but come on <laughs> actually just kidding you you bought that movie I oh know. that's right yeah that's okay so the joke's it's a good on movie. you i'm glad holden. i own it i'm glad i own it <laughs> I don't mind. Too, Holden. I'm Christian Bale from Howl's Moving Castle. I just talk like this into the microphone. It's true, he does. <laughs> I could have been in that movie, Holden. You, could, you could have replaced Christian Bale back in 2005 <laughs> when that movie came yeah, out. Yeah, in Batman Begins in 2005. Yep. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the launch of HBO is kind of like put into question uh, DC Universe, the streaming service. I think we've covered it a little bit before. But looking at the selection, it kind of puts it even into more question because there's so much like DC stuff on HBO Max. Like, I think they're just going to combine them. And I think a lot of people are going like, what DC streaming service? And yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> well, I know just, we, just kill it off and just combine them. We have some listeners that are, are from the from outside the U.S. Um and those listeners will probably not know what DC Universe is because it's not anywhere outside of the U.S. So, Holden, Americans don't know what it is, okay? That's true. <laughs> so, don't worry about it. <laughs> HBO, so, is this just HBO Max? I'll give it a bird's round, Holden. Yeah. Is it really any different well, from HBO Now at this point? So, HBO Now is fully replaced by HBO Max from what I understand. Because I had the HBO Mac or HBO Now app on my PS4 and Xbox, and then like the day HBO Max came out, I just had HBO Max. Okay, that makes sense because that, yeah. that was on the uh, the smart TV too, and yeah. I was like, I don't remember downloading HBO Max. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, um, which makes sense, I guess. That HBO Go is still a thing, but I mean, that's if you just have <laughs> the uh, the if you pay for it through your cable uh, provider. And I hear it's pretty terrible. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> it's whatever. Um, I don't know. But actually, so, I mean, yeah, I'll give it a Bergeron too. But actually, what was interesting about HBO Max is apparently they were advertising movies that just straight up aren't on there. <laughs> I don't have an actual list with me right now. Well, I know, like, I'm trying to remember, was Die Hard one of them? Doctor Strange Love, which I was kind of excited for because I haven't seen that. Um,. I don't remember what else, but there were just them on there or I don't like they removed them from the service because it was like part of the advertising these movies were. And then I think maybe when you when it was first released, like you could go to them, but they weren't actually on the service and then they just removed them entirely. So I don't know. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like why are they advertising with Dr. Strangelove? (laughs) <laughs> well, okay, Doctor Strangelove wasn't one of the ones they were advertising with, but it, that's one of the ones I remember because I made note of it. But um, I don't know. There were some other notes. I think all four Lethal Weapon movies? I don't know. Why are, Again, why are they advertising <laughs> with the Lethal Weapons movies? Jaws may have been one of them. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Jaws may actually be on there. I don't know. Wait, Jaws is universal. Why would it be on there? I don't know. I'm going to give this a still a Bergeron, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Oldham, let's move on. Okay, uh, so next bit of news. Uh, Sonic 2 is officially happening. One of the few movies that we actually got this year, Sonic the Hedgehog, and one of the <laughs> even fewer movies that was actually successful. 
crazy, right? Like, Sonic the Hedgehog was more po- popular than, like, this only superhero movie we got this year. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it's officially happening. Uh, I think the original director and writers are returning, from what I understand, and the cast is presumed to return as well. At least, um, crap, what's his... the john ralphio <laughs> sonic i can't yeah, remember, the, I don't actor's remember name. the actor's name um and i think james marsden might be uh rumored to be coming back as well what do you think about sonic 2 jimmy boy i couldn't care less <laughs> really <laughs> I, d- I, I don't care i care a little bit more now that i saw sonic and it was all right <laughs> it wasn't terrible it was a little better than okay I think I gave it like a 6 out of 10. I might be wrong about that. I think we gave it a 6 out of 10, both of us. Sounds yeah. about right. Anyway, you know, I mean, I'm interested. Uh, I think maybe a, a sequel would be able to go kind of into the more wild side of Sonic, um, especially what was hinted at at the end of the movie um, in the in the post credit scene. So I don't know. I'm interested. I'll give it a Brokaw. You know what, Alden? I'm gonna give it a Bergeron. We're finally splitting Dang. off here. Okay, fine. I like how you're like. I gave it a six out of ten. I'm excited for the sequel. <laughs> I don't know. I okay. Like <laughs> I know every okay. A common criticism is you shouldn't like a movie shouldn't have to be a setup for a sequel, and I fully understand that. But the fact that the movie came out and was all right, and the sequel looks like it has potential, it makes me a little bit or like sounds like it has potential. I shouldn't say looks like we don't obviously don't know anything about it, but um, I think. It just has to be interested. That's my defense, Jimmy. Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, next bit of news. Um, Ryan Gosling is all but confirmed to be um, in starring in a new Wolfman movie with Universal because they're doing all those Universal monsters um, new movies by them or, or about them. Uh, it's going to be directed by Corey Finley, who's hot off of HBO's new movie, Bad Education, which I still want to watch. I've heard good things about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, and then apparently it's going to, uh, at least in concept, it's going to follow an anchorman who becomes a werewolf and possibly might transform while he's on air, which will probably happen. Um, and I I don't know if this was confirmed or anything, but a lot of people were speculating that this might be similar in tone to like Nightcrawler. Yeah, Night- I mean I'm I'm down, I'm down. Yeah. I like Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Invi- the yeah. Invisible Man was all right. Yeah, <laughs> this could be a good movie. Um, if it's if it's anything close to Nightcrawler, that'd be cool. That would very, be cool. I'm down, movie. man. I, yeah, I, I want to see Ryan Gosling turn into a werewolf. I do too. I'll give it a, a Brokaw. <laughs> Yeah, I will do. I nice. guess fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, so next up we have, um, since we, we've covered the Hamilton movie, so I figured uh, maybe some people would be interested in this. I am, if not, if not for no other reason. Uh, but they're going to be making a new film adaptation of Fiddler on the Roof. Um, Fiddler on the Roof is uh, a very beloved musical and movie. Um, I have, I've seen a production of the musical on stage. I haven't seen the movie and the movie is like three and a half hours long. Like it's a very long movie. It's it's pretty much just the musical. I'm pretty sure on in uh, film. But both are beloved. Both are supposed to be good. If you're unfamiliar with Fiddler on the Roof, it follows a Jewish man uh, who struggles in dealing with his daughters who kind of want to go against their uh, community's traditions, their uh, communities and uh, religions traditions. Um, 
as well as he's like deal or their community is dealing with the impending danger of the Russian Tsar. Um, and it's going to be directed by Thomas Kale, uh, who is who just uh, did the Hamilton movie that's going to be coming out. So that's why I thought it would be relevant. What do you think of that, Jamie? So, th- so this is going to be like a theatrical reproduction, kind of. I think so. Like I don't think this is in the vein be- of the Hamilton uh, oh, feature. It didn't clarify. I took it as like it was going to be an actual movie, but okay. that could be wrong. It um, would. Yeah, I don't know. I have not seen Fiddler on the Roof, so uh, to me, it just sounds like a uh, hazard to be on the roof playing the fiddle. It sure does, doesn't um, it? <laughs> what is he is, doing up there? <laughs> I, I've i seen Fiddler I on the Roof. I hate this song. <laughs> the Fiddler's up there, but it has nothing to do with the story. It's like symbolic, but I don't him? understand it. How are you supposed to tip him? Yeah, what? Like, where's he going to put his where's cup his, or his yeah, hat? It's his just going to slide hat. off the roof. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. He must just be doing it for the love of the fiddle. He, yeah, he I mean, or she or they. Sorry. Yeah. I, the production I saw, I think, used a female fiddler, but I think it varies. Hmm. Interesting. Um, well, then, that's my insight for on this, this <laughs> news. Do you? Uh, do you? I'll uh, take it to you, Holden. Do you want? Do you want to rate it? You know what? I'll give it a Brokaw. I'm going to give it a Brokaw as well. I even love though, Fiddler on the Roof. I think even that was I'm actually giving it a Brokaw. <laughs> I'll give it a Brokaw. I uh Fiddler on the Roof I think is I I attribute that to kind of getting me into musicals and theater because when I saw that production I think it was the next fall that I started auditioning for theater shows because I liked it so much so there we go fun little fact about that and the rest was history as your acting career took off it took off I'm famous <laughs> you made it Olman. <laughs> Um, so next bit of news, um, Jimmy, you'll appreciate this killers of the flower moon. We're talking about that adaptation, the Scorsese adaptation that's happening. The $200 million adaptation. Why is it $200 million? Nobody knows. No one knows. Cause he's got to pay for his all-star cast. Um, but yeah, so, it, uh, we had talked about previously that it was kind of in, uh, uh, turmoil about who is going to be co-producing it with Paramount because Paramount didn't want to do the whole thing because that's a lot of money. It's officially confirmed that Apple won the bid. Apple is going to be co-producing it with Paramount and it is going to get a wide theatrical release, which is good. I'm glad because I don't want to have to pay for Apple TV Plus, which is where it's going after it hits theaters. Yeah. Yikes. Apple's really... Apple botched that... Uh that launch of apple tv plus jeez so had like um, nothing they better hope scorsese uh keeps it up That's they also I bought say. i didn't write this down but they they bought that tom hanks like war movie that's supposed to be coming out this year and i think they're just releasing it saving on the service. private ryan too. yeah <laughs> <laughs> zombie zombie <laughs> hanks he's back I forget his character's name in the movie. Spoilers for Saving Private Ryan. I actually haven't seen it, so you just spoiled it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I think. I can't remember, honestly. Now. That's okay, Jimmy. You can try to cover it up. but I'm pretty sure Tom Hanks dies, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. Um, yeah, so and I'll everybody give out up- there, I just want to say this to everybody out there who's like, boy, that opening scene is just crazy from... Saving Private Ryan, 
they're wrong because they're thinking of the D-Day scene and that's actually the second scene of the movie. The first scene of the movie takes place at the, at, cemetery, at a cemetery. So just want to clarify. No one cares, You're Jimmy. one of those people who says that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this uh, Bergeron, I guess, because good for the movie being uh, funded, but I don't want it to be Apple funding it. Yeah, Bergeron, Holden. Um, this is a little quick bit. Um, so the movie Labyrinth, the classic Jim Henson movie starring uh, David Bowie, uh, is getting a sequel. Whether or not that's tasteful or not is still up in debate because it was like announced immediately after David Bowie died. <laughs> yeah, that's not very tasteful. Nope. Um, but it it was kind of sitting still for a while. I hadn't heard anything. But this week we officially heard that it's going to be directed by Scott Derrickson, uh, who you may know uh, from Doctor Strange, recently left Doctor Strange 2. And he's done some, I think he did like the original Sinister movie and some other horror movies before that. Um, but I think it's still kind of dumb they're making this because have you ever seen Labyrinth, Jimmy? Nope. It's just like a very standalone fantasy movie. It's not. It's not like anything fantastic, but it's it's a fun movie. I like it. I don't get it. I in Is a lot it of the mag- amazing. <laughs> it's well, a lot of the charm of it is like brought because of David Bowie. So I don't get what they think they're gonna do with this. It's like Space Jam without Michael Jordan, Jimmy. They're doing that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that'll still be f- whatever. Maybe they'll get like a country star, like Brad Paisley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Adam Levine of Maroon 5. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a good question. Who, who would be like the worst choice to be in this movie? <laughs> Who's the who's the one guy from Black Eyed Peas? Oh, <laughs> Will I Am? <laughs> Let's do that. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna give this a, a Bombadil because don't do I could, this. You know, I could see Post Malone doing it. He seems like a pretty nice guy. Yeah, he does. I don't know. I. <laughs> I think it's funny that he seems he comes off as like very family friendly, except for his face tattoos. <laughs> yeah, and his music. Well, Holden and his music. Thank you. <laughs> you got any other news this week? I'll get Bombadil, whatever. whatever yeah. Whatever. Uh, there's the PS4 event. Oh, that yeah. It's not happening anymore. Uh, that, so that was exciting. PS5 or, not PS5. Event. Yeah, PS5 event. Um, PS4, so that was exciting. What is this? 2013, Holden? <laughs> we, uh, we thought that we were going to get more details on the PS5 and its games finally, but then they didn't. Which, you know, Just, I mean... What? To clarify, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be the games. Oh, it was. Okay. Like people are getting their hopes up that they're showing the console and they're kind of they're not being explicit that they're not showing it, but I would not get my hopes up. I you know, I But saying that, I think they are going to reveal something like Horizon 2 or some mm-hmm. big game that we've been waiting for. So in terms of games, get your hopes up there, but in terms of hardware, don't get your hopes up there. Yeah. And I mean, all things considered, you know, they they released their statement. It was earlier today, actually. And, you know, they're saying it's because uh, there's other voices that need to be heard right now and whatnot with like the protests. And I think that's like a smart move on their part. I think that's, you know, fine. I I mean, as much as I want to see the new PS5 games, I do think it's a respectable move on the company's part to want to do that. And they also made a statement 
earlier, a few hours earlier, saying they were in support of the uh, Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, okay, so, yeah. I don't know if you so, caught that as well. I that was a few that. hours before they they uh, postponed the event, and I I wouldn't imagine it's a very long postponement. I mean, I'm thinking no. like a week, maybe. Yeah, it's supposed to happen this Thursday. Yeah, we'll see, Holden. I'm still excited. The games aren't going to come out any sooner, Mm-mm. and I still won't know about the new Arkham game yet or Batman <laughs> game for another eight years from WB Montreal. So <laughs> what, I'll what give it. Matter? <laughs> I'll give it a Brokaw. Sure, I'll give it a Brokaw too, Holden. And then we don't have to t- do this, but I actually just wanted to mention, like, there are some new movies coming out um, that we are going to be able to review um, on streaming. I tried to find a comprehensive list, but I couldn't really find anything. So I just grabbed ones that I know are going to be free, or at least if you have the streaming services that they're on. Um, so we have Defive Bloods um, coming out in mid-June, which is the new Spike Lee film. Uh, so we'll be able Spike to review Lee that. Spike Lee Joint. Holden, Spike Lee Joint, on. my bad. Uh, we'll be able to do that uh, relatively soon. Um, bad trip, which I'm personally excited for, and I think bad we'll just trip. Be, that's do like I the the one? Eric Andre prank movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. That's yeah. Good. Okay. What's that so, coming to Netflix? Uh, Netflix. Yeah. And I don't know if that date has been confirmed to be end of June or if it's later than that, but he confirmed it's coming to Netflix this summer, so we'll be getting that relatively soon. And then Palm Springs which is made waves at Sundance because I think it was the highest, like it had the most ticket sales of any movie ever at Sundance. Um, And it was an Andy Sandberg comedy um, that's kind of, I don't, I don't remember what the premise is, but I've heard it's, I've heard good things from the reviews. So, and that's coming to Hulu. Um, That'll be July sometime. So yeah, got some movies coming. We'll be able to review some new stuff. Uh, that's um, it for me, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. I think we should quickly mention that uh, the Last of Us 2 first impressions were allowed oh, yeah. to come out today. The very the full positive. review. Yeah, the full review embargo lifts, I think, June 13th. The game I think comes it's the 12th. Out, I think it's, it's 12th, 13th, one of those days. One of Pretty the days. Pretty soon here. <laughs> Doesn't A couple matter. weeks. Um, very, very, very positive so far. Mm-hmm. So all those leaks, I guess... I don't know if people were just trolling or what's going on. I mean, people were trolling, but yeah. if people were just taking things way out of context um, or if things way into the game take a complete left turn and go off the rails and be bad be. for some reason, which could happen. I don't think it's very likely, but looks like another great Naughty Dog outing. So I'll get it for Christmas. I'll just <laughs> I'll play it and I'll probably have a review of it on the channel. Incredible. So subscribe. And it will probably still come out before Holden's Half-Life videos. Yep, that's probably true. I'm going (laughs) to give those uh, Brokaw, Holden. Uh, I'll give it Brokaw as well. All right. We had a lot of news this week, but we also had two weeks. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, classic us. Yeah. You ready to go okay, on so to we some can, yeah, random guess, segment here, Holden? Or are you, what are you saying now? I was just going to say, we are going to start recording on weekends, like we keep saying we're going to do. <laughs> we just, today we're recording on a Monday because Jimmy hadn't watched Stargate. He Jimmy literally had over a week to watch Stargate, and he hadn't watched it by yesterday. I was going to watch <laughs> I was gonna watch it yet. Hey, you couldn't record. I could have. 
I don't remember. I, oh, I had I had dinner with the, yeah, my girlfriend. I could have, but I just I I took your excuse and I'm like, all right, I'll just DoorDash some more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I helped you make money. You should be giving me half that money. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alden. Let's go on to our random segment this week. Let's do it. All right, Olden, this week, I know we usually do a lot of quizzes, some fun interactive games for random But we're segments. not? But we're not this week. Oh, Olden. thank God. I, I want you, I want I, this to be kind of like our first time <laughs> meeting each other, Holden. What? We're on our first date, okay? And I got some, as with any cringy first date, I got some nice icebreaker questions here for you. What? <laughs> Wait, so, do you have to answer them too? I'll answer them too along with you. Okay. I haven't really pre I just got a long list here. I haven't really previewed them. So I'll just pick <laughs> a few. We'll get to know each other a little bit better better. Maybe we'll do a couple more of these in the future, but we'll you probably know, have I to cut would... some of these out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. I got a I got a nice one for you here. If you could hang out with any cartoon character, who would you choose and why? Oh, boy. Do you have an answer? No. I'm thinking <laughs> of one, though, here. Oh, any cartoon character. That's I'll difficult. Patrick Starr, because he knows how to have a good time. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, I'm going to pick uh, Chowder from Chowder. Oh, sure. Uh, because he, he, kn- he knows good food good food he likes he's a foodie that's he true he could cook for you yeah mm-hmm. he's an he's an apprentice chef he could p- cook for me and show me a good time he knows how to break the fourth wall so maybe he could teach me how to do that yeah a good time on. all right hold on that was an all right answer <laughs> wish you would have been a little bit more entertaining there what <laughs> what do you what? your answer was worse what what clothing item would make you walk out on a first date if someone wore it? Ooh. Um a hoodie, jeans, and one of those really stupid tassel hats that you wear in winter. Oh, you got a whole outfit. Yeah. I think mine would be like real fur. No, Jimmy, Jimmy, it's funny because that's the outfit I wear all the time. <laughs> oh so you wouldn't date yourself then yeah i'm not a narcissist i I mean i am but not that much (laughs) i would date myself (laughs) what what i would for you i i would say real fur get real fur on no thanks what but then they're rich that's true or maybe they're just pretending to be rich that could be yeah uh, that was a crappy well, answer, Jimmy. You're getting mad at what me. Do you, what I do think you think I'm winning crappy. right now. That was a thoughtful response. <laughs> You're winning. You're going to get the 5 UN bill back. Holden. Yep, it's, it's mine this week. Holden, what is your most used emoji? Oh. um, <laughs> Mine is... I don't know if it still is, but for a long time, it was the Easter Island emoji. I was going to ask, is it the Easter Island <laughs> emoji? So, I, 
for anyone that doesn't understand the context of the Easter Island head emoji, you can't really like. There's not really any context, but it's just. I think it's, it's just the Swiss of, Army knife of emojis. You can it use is. it in a lot of situations. <laughs> it's just really funny to send to people for no reason, and I mean that's part of that is like my stupid our generation. You know, just thinks haha meme is random equals funny <laughs> like humor, but like. <laughs> It's, it's just, just really my, funny to send to people. My favorite situation to use it in is it's like a group message in group chat and like people are trying to make plans, but nobody's responding and yeah. then just throw that in there to just add to the chaos. It's like I you're like reading doing the when, messages, but you're not contributing. I like doing it when people think they're like telling a funny joke and you don't think it's funny and you just send that. <laughs> like a literal stone face translation. Wait a second, Holden. You've sent that to me a bunch of times. Wait. Can we cut that part out, Jimmy? <laughs> it's too late now. Um, what about you, your favorite emoji? Well, my most used emoji oh, yeah. is probably the the laugh cry. Oh, I yeah, guess. classic. I use that cry. one a lot, too. Um, I do like the Easter Island head one, though. Um, trying to think of other emojis. I've started I'm, using I'm, the I've got. I've gotten the gifs, gifs, gif gifs into those a lot more. And I use a lot of Baby Yoda ones. I I like the uh, the emoji that's like the guy with like with like the steam coming out of his nose. I like just using that when I'm like acting really proud for no reason. It's just I don't know. That's funny in context. Yeah. I haven't. I've never really gotten into the the gifs. Oh, that's see, that's right. I feel like that's the next layer. That that. Uh, I like the gifs, gifs. I say, what's both, the next so question, Jimmy? People, uh, Holden. Let's see. Would you rather? <laughs> 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 yes. Now that you've answered that question. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say? I don't know. I was just reading a random one because I wasn't ready. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphones, which ones would you keep? Um, ooh, let me open up my smartphone. Wait, uh, my you keeping DoorDash? Inf- yeah, I got to keep DoorDash. Got to earn that money. Uh, I'd keep I- Quibi because I watch Quibi a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't even let I you use? finish that sentence. It would have been funny <laughs> if I hadn't laughed. <laughs> Just keep it very serious. Um... I would keep Snapchat in all seriousness because I use it a lot. Um, DoorDash, Snapchat, and Quibi. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I'm going with those three. (laughs) Your turn, Jimmy. Um, I'll do DoorDash, Reddit, and YouTube, I think. Oh, YouTube's a good one. All right. I'm replacing DoorDash with that. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs money when you could just have YouTube? Yeah. YouTube and Quibi. What were you going to say, though? Um, what was I going to say? Wait, I was so going to say maybe you could use YouTube in the browser though, but maybe the browser is an app. You know what I'm saying? It is. I don't know. Typically. Wait, when, uh, besides YouTube and, uh, DoorDash, what was the other one? YouTube, DoorDash, and Reddit. Oh, Reddit. Okay. Reddit user. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God. Basically, the, any, the hey, only anyone listening, these... I'll let you replace Jimmy as the co-host. <laughs> as if someone out there is not a Reddit user. Wow. 
Well, then, if you were a vegetable, what vegetable would you be and why? Ooh. What vegetable? A rutabaga. I don't know. Why a, a rutabaga? I just like the word rutabaga. <laughs> I really have no I don't reason. even know what that looks like. I better Google that. Rutabaga? It's kind of a I, weird looking. I think it's a root. R U T E or A. R U T E. Rutabaga. Okay. Yeah, I could see what, it. What about, <laughs> what about you, Jimmy? Um, I'll say a carrot because I'm durable. But Jimmy, you have terrible eyesight. I was gonna say I was gonna make that point, but I got bad vision. So maybe I'm a broccoli because that. I feel like if if there was a nerd vegetable, it would be broccoli. Oh, it's definitely broccoli. You ever see Veggie Tales? The broccoli oh, yeah. is probably a nerd. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who the broccoli character is. There is there a broccoli character in Veggie Tales? There has to be, right? This this warrants a Google search. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Character I would think so. I don't know Veggie anything. I, I have not seen Veggie Tales in a long time. Well, they're showing. They're showing the asparagus characters. Those are asparagus, not broccoli. Yeah. There's there's not a broccoli character unless... I'm going to... Here, Jimmy, you find another question. I'm going to look up and see if there's a rutabaga character. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, hold on. This is kind of a relevant question to our podcast. And I know my answer already. If you could see one movie again for the first time, what would it be and why? Do we have the same one? Probably not. Okay. Mine's La La Land. I was going to say, I bet yours, you're going with La La Land. That would be a top three candidate for me. Yeah. But as my much number as one. Ev- well, oh, okay. Even ahead. though La La Land is not my favorite movie, it's just like the best experience I've ever had in a theater. And... I I don't know as much as I, I as much as my experiences in like Infinity War and Endgame were great just because I was so hyped for them those would be pretty incredible to go through again but like La La Land was just another level yeah I would say my three best movie going experiences were The Force Awakens La La Land and Infinity War yeah. And the La La Land was particularly effective because it was just so out of nowhere for me yeah I same been, I had not even seen the trailer yeah, I don't think I had either. I think maybe I had like read a review and that was about it. And I, when I saw it, it had won the Golden Globes. So I, it, had, was, it was before award season when I saw it. Okay. So I was I just had heard it was pretty good. I was just like, oh, this sounds like a good date movie. Yep. I went on it on a date too. Good movie. Mine, though, Holden, didn't even see it in theaters. Came out in 2004. Saw it in about oh my god 2014. <laughs> I know what it is. Holden, what is it? It's Saw. Oh yeah. Did you know the saw. twist going into that movie? No, oh, no I idea. Didn't. You did. So e- oh, yeah. So even terrible. if I had that at my number one, I would have already known. <laughs> that's way too bad. It's I it was like blew my mind. By the time I had already like 
gotten interested in in watching the Saw movies or like watching any movies like that. Like I had just seen stuff because it was like a famous plot twist at that point. So I was like, oh, it was kind of like the sixth sense to me. Yeah. But which I still haven't seen. Good movie. All right. Let's see. Maybe let's do one more here. If I could. Um, if I could find something. Uh, let us go. Let's go with if you could eliminate one thing from your daily routine, what would it be and why? I don't know. Uh, sleep. <laughs> that would be great. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, right. Because you'd be more productive and get all these other things done. Although, the reason why sleep would feels you be so. More, would you be more stressed out though? Well, I don't know, because, like, if we eliminate the need of it, like, would it do anything for us? Would it even feel that good? I don't know. So, I like, I mean, as good as sleep is, we need it, and that's why we like it so much. So, if we didn't need it, maybe it would just be kind of dumb. I lied. I want to do one more question, because I saw this. What is the best perk you have ever enjoyed at a job? Best perk? Uh, I don't know, Jimmy. Do you have one? I got a uh, like a large fountain soda today for going to the Cracker Barrel for DoorDash. That was nice. Nice. If you go to a Red Robin for yeah, DoorDash, they do the fry get, cup. Oh yeah, good stuff. Um, Except the Red I, Robin was like <laughs> vandalized yesterday. So I, that's I bad. think I don't. Well, like the last couple summers, I'm not doing it this summer, but I had worked for the State 4-H Department and at the University of Nebraska Lincoln. And that job was just like great because we got to travel kind of around the state and do different things. And I had like I'd stay in hotels and like eat food all on the university's dime and stuff. And it was just kind of like these mini vacations we had in the middle of the summer. It was pretty I and it was pretty fun. Honestly, that's probably what I liked the most. Oh, I did when I used to work for a video department in a church, a big church. I did get paid to dress up and act as Batman in a promo video. Oh, wait, no, I went, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about, it, I'm like, you know, my 4-H job is good, but I realized when I got paid to work with virtual reality, that's I was going to say, I was waiting for that part. Yeah. Be. I just completely forgot about that. Yeah. Getting paid to work with virtual reality. Best perk I've ever had in any job. Well, Holden, I think this was a successful first date. Maybe we'll have to go out on another one. Maybe. I, <laughs> in like I'll a call, month. I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll call you back, maybe. You'll just, I'll be like, hey, you, you want to meet up again? Easter Island head emoji. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Holden, what do you say? Let's review Stargate. Yep, 48 minutes in. Let's do it. So, Holden, I'm thinking we do a, a quick non-spoiler, and we usually when I say that, it ends up being like 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's never quick. <laughs> So, so we'll just see how, how long it takes. We'll say what we need to say non-spoilers. If you haven't seen this this uh, cult classic from 1994, uh, sci-fi, kind of in the vein of, of the Star, Tech, Star Trek TV shows and movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Um, then we'll give you the opportunity to listen to our non-spoiler review, and then we will go into spoilers, and, and you will know clearly when that is... 
We'll do that, and we you can tell you. continue to listen to our podcast. You can just skip over it. Time codes will be in the description, as always. So, Holden, let's get into it. Okay. So, uh, Stargate, it, like, follows um, a, a crew, a military crew, uh, who unearth, or they uh, they have this, like, ancient portal thing uh, to an alien world. It's like an e- Egyptian artifact. Um and they uh, are trying to open it, and they open it, and they go to the other world. <laughs> yep. That's pretty accurate. Uh, it stars James Spader, who you might know as Robert California from The Office, or as Ultron yep. from The Avengers. Or as the guy as from well, The Blacklist. Yep. And as well as uh, Kurt Russell. So. Yep. Um, did not realize Kurt Russell was in this movie. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't realize James Spader was in this movie. I Kurt Russell was the only actor I knew. I so didn't realize famous. I knew nothing about this movie before watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I I knew some of it. Uh, I so for those of you who don't know, Stargate like spawned this whole uh, sci- science fiction franchise. Um, there were three TV shows that followed this one movie just due to how popular it was. Um, the most popular of which was Stargate SG-1, which ran for like 10 seasons uh, from the late 90s to the mid-2000s or whatever. Um, and that ran for a long time. Uh, Stargate Atlantis, which fun fact is where Jason Momoa got his start, <laughs> was on that show. I remember seeing Jason Momoa on it, and then when he was on like Game of Thrones, I was like, oh, hey, that's the guy from Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> Um, Ironic that he was on Atlantis and then he became Aquaman. Yeah, right. Um, and then Stargate Universe, which was the most short-lived out of those, um, I, I think was the last one that came out. Um, but I grew up surrounded by Stargate. Like, my dad was obsessed. And he's going to listen to this and laugh, but he was obsessed with Stargate SG-1 and Atlantis to a lesser extent. He loved those shows. And, like, I knew the theme song by heart, which is a remixed uh, kind of rearrangement of the main theme of this movie. And so hearing that theme in this movie, I was very... It was transported me back <laughs> to my young days where I was little and complained to my dad that all I did was watch Stargate SG-1. Because <laughs> I, com- I used to think the show was really dumb just because it was annoying that it was on the TV all the time. Yeah. Does he like the movie? Yeah. Uh, he thinks the movie is mediocre. Yeah. Apparently the show is a lot better than the movie. Yeah. I Well, watching it, I was like this, having watched a couple seasons of the original Star Trek TV show, I was like, mm-hmm. this feels like Star Trek to me. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. That'd be a TV show. Uh, I was I read through the Wikipedia page for Stargate, and it, the plan from the beginning was to make a trilogy of movies. And I'm surprised really? they I'm surprised they didn't. Because uh, this movie was successful, um, yeah, it seems it got wouldn't. mixed reviews from critics, um, but it it did well at the box office. Uh, mm. I can't remember the studio, the production company, but the, the production company was more interested in taking it to a TV show. Then and doing directed by Roland Emmerich. Yep, who did Independence Day and a bunch of, of them not good <laughs> movies. <laughs> well, I mean, other and, not good uh, movies. <laughs> I feel like he did one other good movie besides Independence Day or, or one other like cult classic. I don't know. Can't I can't say I'm too familiar with the filmography of Roland Emmerich. Um, but yeah, 
I think this movie is very mediocre and bland. It's in concept, it's really cool. I think I mean it it didn't seem super original to me watching it just because I was familiar a little bit with the show and so I was like, oh, I'm familiar with this premise kind of. But I think the premise itself is pretty cool, but the execution is just like the most generic sci-fi thing I've like ever seen in a lot of ways. Yeah. There's so some flashes of some cool things, but what, what were you going to say? I quite enjoyed this movie, actually, a lot more than I thought I was going to. I completely agree. The premise for this movie, the concepts are great. I love the connections to like all the ancient aliens theories and yeah. stuff like that. And kind of the whole background uh, for a lot of how, you know, extraterrestrials could have influenced Earth and that sort of stuff. And the backgrounds between certain uh, deities, Egyptian deities, that sort of thing. Um, and the concepts for it. It's the worlds I thought was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Some just the ideas, like the idea of James Spader's character, I thought was great. I wasn't a huge fan of like the the macho military guy. No, Kurt Russell played. I thought Kurt Russell was weirdly one of the weaker points of the movie because he. I like, don't think he like Kurt Russell himself wasn't bad. I just thought the character seemed so copy and paste. Pasted from a lot of other movies. Well, you know, I actually, I think Kurt Russell portrayed it all right, but I also think he just did it without any of his, like, personality even. Because, like, even characters that don't, like, even when he's, like, written these kind of more generic action hero types, he has that, like, Kurt Russell charisma and, like, I mean, you could almost compare him to, I guess, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, even though he's a more talented actor than Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, like, in this movie, it, it just seemed like, it wasn't there. Like that spark wasn't there. And he's got a bad haircut. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I think I made a couple notes of that, that like, Oh my God, what's up with his hair? It's like <laughs> Frankenstein or something. It makes his head look like a rectangle. It does. I it's thought he not looked a like, good look. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie small soldiers? He looks no. like the main toy from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just like this generic GI Joe type. Um, but I, I did love the concepts for this movie. I thought the soundtrack was exceptional. I, honestly, I thought the music was fantastic. Oh, yeah. They like to I, reuse that theme uh, in kind of lot, different arrangements. But I, yeah, but I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. It worked. Um, I got a lot of, um, even though I haven't seen it, I've seen definitely like sequences from it. Lawrence of Arabia vibes. I mean, due to the like the d- sand dune setting. Mm. Uh, this, um, also the score felt similar to Lawrence of Arabia, kind of a mix of Lawrence of Arabia as well as Indiana Jones. Oh particularly yeah. Particularly like the last crusade. Um, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it complimented the movie so well. And I, mm-hmm. there was even a quote from the Roland Emmerich and I think the, another producer of the movie who said the score takes it to another level. And I, I, I agree completely. This movie would not be the same without the score. I also think this is a good looking movie. Uh, apart Especially from some, for the budget, apart from some very, very poor special effects in my yeah. opinion, <laughs> especially considering this movie is from 1994. Like there's some better effects from movies around then. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, a little bit of an over-reliance on CGI for some spacey action sequences, but the practical stuff looks great. And there's mm-hmm. some huge scope and spectacle in this movie that partnered with the music is outstanding, it, which bums me out a little bit that the story execution and the character execution is not as good because I, when I finished this movie, I was like, I mean, without going into spoilers, I was like, does uh, Dr. Uh, Jackson, is that James mm-hmm. Spader's name? I'm yeah, like, does so. he even, Dan- Daniel Jackson, what's his name? Something like that. I don't know. We can call him uh, Dr. Jackson. <laughs> Dr. Jackson. Does he even change like his character? No, I don't he think really he has grows no- at all. Russell, um, Kurt Russell's character. Kurt Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. <laughs> Kurt Russell Crowe's character changes slightly there's not a lot of character i have a very funny note about kurt russell's character development that i cannot wait to read (laughs) (laughs) i i might have the same spoilers i might have the same note okay i'll be interested to see what your your note is because i have one about that too um but like i said like you said and like i've been saying there are flashes of greatness within this movie and yeah. I can definitely see why it is a, a cult classic and why some people love this movie. I definitely liked this movie. It's one of the, I would categorize yeah. it in in terms of like if this is on TV, like five years or long or uh, farther away from now, and it was on, I'd probably just turn, leave it on that channel if I'm channel surfing, have nothing nothing to watch or something. Because like I said, the the music's great. Like I I actually played through the credits just to hear that hear some of the music some more. I'm very um, disappointed the soundtrack isn't like on Spotify or anything because I went looking yeah, for it. And I was not like, nominated for a, not nominated for an Academy Award even. Um, so that uh, it looks like I said the practical stuff looks great. Yeah, um, I'm a sucker for there's puppets. Some big, some and there's yeah, some there's good some good puppets. puppet work. Um, some big action stuff that where it is more original, I like, um, but it does kind of just, it has a hard time avoiding cliches and reaching that next level of depth that could have really made this movie an, like just an all time classic in general and of more of an influential film than it was in comparing it to star Trek. It, I mean, it, does feel like an episode of star trek and follows a lot of the cliches that you might may find that star trek either set or followed themselves um it's i don't know how much of it i can talk about with spoilers but especially just like when they get to the other world i felt like the progression of of events was very obvious (laughs) and very like i've seen this before yeah well I, i agree with that but i also still enjoyed it Maybe mm-hmm. it's just because I haven't seen a Star Trek in a while, and I've, I've really only watched the original. So I've, I basically have watched the reboot Star Treks, um, the movies, uh, the original Star Trek TV show, and then like the first two Star Trek movies, like Star Trek and Star Trek Wrath of Khan. So that's kind of so I haven't really seen like Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager stuff like that so maybe it's just i haven't really seen an updated traditional star trek thing and maybe that's why i enjoyed this movie more than probably you did or it seemed a little fresher 
to me. Yeah. Um. Hmm. But I had a good time, Holden. I think this was a a good a good recommendation to you. Yeah, you know, you I think much. I think it's a little bit better than just straight mediocre. I mean, I, it, there's definitely things I enjoyed, and I I enjoy I enjoyed my time watching it too. I think. Um, but I guess I'm just trying to think of it more from a, a very critical standpoint. And I think it's just kind of whatever for the most part. And I think it's one of those movies that it has so much potential. And there is so much promise there that with a little bit more tweaking could really be something special. Also, did you... I always, I, I'm always the one that brings up pacing. But did you... Uh, there was like some weird pacing for me. It didn't really... I thought that like the first weirdly enough I thought like while they were on earth I thought that like flew by pretty fast. Yeah, and I agree. When, yeah, and cuz that was like probably the movie is like two granted hours? I had granted I had no idea where this movie was going. Yeah. It's a little, it's like 2 hours and 10 minutes about. Okay. Well, the earth stuff takes up like the first half hour. And I thought that like flew by, but I just thought like later, especially towards like the climax of the film, I thought that dragged on. Yeah, I agree. Too long. This I think the end of the second act drags on. Yeah. But um, yeah. Are you ready to give your rating and then go on spoilers? Uh yeah, sure. What's what's your score, Holden? I'll give this movie a, I think six out of ten is fair. I'm gonna go seven point five. Um, I don't, I, cause I do, I, I think it is beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. I think the production design and, and production value is great, uh, in a lot of ways, yeah. uh, with the exception of a few not great CGI stuff, even for the time period. Um, it makes it look a little older than it is. Um, it, it, maybe it just, to me, struck a, a note with that kind of cinemascope style, of like the Lawrence of Arabia. And it just has that look that films don't, there's just so much polish to films these days that it had that kind of grittier, older kind of seventies, eighties look to me. Um, that maybe would just hit a, hit some nostalgia for me or something, or, or just a kind of a love for that, that older feeling Mm -hmm. in addition to the score kind of that wrapped into one, I think bumps it up for me and the enjoyment factor. I definitely also think the the originality of the premise too. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's a lot more impressive on a technical side than it is on a writing side. Oh, I, I, I definitely that, agree. And I think that's where most of my issues come in is more from the writing um, and the, the and maybe defi- editings. What? Yeah, writing, especially in terms of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right. Let's do spoilers. Heck yeah. So Holden, what do you want? You want to start with the uh, the character development for Kurt Russell's character? Oh sure. Okay, so I think the one thing I have written down is when Kurt Russell is like confessing that his son died or whatever, or his kid yeah. died. Yes, kid. Yeah. Um, and he's like he's like pouring his heart out, and he's like talking about like how he's like depressed and stuff because of it, and then James Spader is just like, F- you, let's. <laughs> We want to go back home. Get over it. (laughs) That was not my point. My point was they kind of, they tell you, you find out that 
his kid died via that random conversation between those uh they're not cops what are they they're like government Mil- officials military or whatever. folks yeah military i was like wow that is some <laughs> i guess i didn't shoddy expedition <laughs> they're just like walking back to their car and they're like why is he like that why is he so grumpy oh his oh, kid died yeah i remember that it's like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> tell don't show <laughs> No, I have a question for you, Holden. Did yeah. this start the whole portal loop trope that every mean? other portal to another dimension looks like this? the portal from this movie? Or what, did this copy other portals from previous media? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I don't know if that's something that was in like Star Trek or anything before that. I wouldn't be surprised if this like popularized it. Because I've oh. seen a lot of portals that look just like that. Yeah. In in other media since, but I'm just, I can't remember one from before 94. Off the top of my head, anyway. I don't know. I wonder if that's something we can look into. Be interesting. Um, What notes do I have about this movie? I thought it was I, very, I thought it was very interesting. The Egyptians just had a word for Stargate. <laughs> they're like uh, james spader's like translating the hieroglyphs or whatever and then he's like oh this means stargate i'm like what (laughs) okay yeah i i mean it was whatever i wanted to know how their probe could send back images from the other side of the universe yeah right time i (laughs) thought that was weird to me too and then for like they know that they can't get back from the other side just like automatically i or whatever they I like hated they, ex- they explained all these door rules i'm like or the gate rules i'm like how do they even know this as much as i liked james spader's character because he probably was my favorite character i hate like it did not make any sense to me that he went over and is like lied to them because he didn't know how to get back essentially like he told them oh yeah i just need to like translate some things but he didn't actually know where to find that stuff or if like everything was going to be the same. Like he kind of just <laughs> like screwed them over. Yeah. That was kind of a dick move. Yeah. Um, I also, why did he go through the portal last? That kind of decreased the tension of that scene for me. You know, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I thought it would have been way more effective if he had to go in first. Cause then yeah. you don't know. I mean, presumably if there was something bad, you would kind of know right away. Maybe. I mean, I assume I, I it kind of makes sense because like the guys with the guns are going to go in first in case yeah, there's I, any danger on the other that side. That makes sense. But I mean, just from like a filmmaking aspect. Yeah. They could also say, look, you're the least important person here. You go through. <laughs> I, uh, I thought, OK, so the old lady on Earth's side uh, who's kind of running part of the operation, she says something like, oh, my grandfather found the Stargate back in 1928. And I'm just like, no, her, his slaves found the Stargate. Because <laughs> 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 he's definitely using slave labor in that flashback scene at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why did uh, why did they give a gun to Dr. Jackson to do that execution? That didn't seem like the best idea. <laughs> Wait, where at? When when, when Doctor Jackson's supposed to execute Kurt Russell and the other soldiers, they gave him the gun to do it. Oh yeah, like why would you do that? <laughs> why wouldn't you just kill them yourselves? <laughs> I guess like like 
that didn't seem like a very good idea. I think that scene was the one where I just kind of wasn't paying attention, so that's probably why I don't remember it. Um, um, I did not like the weird voice that Ra had. Yeah, that, that was, was weird. Really weird. I also, thought I thought if anybody Ra should be speaking in just English since he's like a sentient being. I feel it, like he would just know it to, and they're able to be able to like communicate. It was such a cool idea to have like these Egyptian gods be aliens and like these, well, these aliens and whatnot. But like, it's just, they're boring. Like Ra's such a boring alien. Like <laughs> he's just in a human's body and he's just like, oh, I'm going to go through and take over your world or whatever <laughs> or destroy yeah, I, it. Th- it would have been they kind of explore i thought the backstory was interesting but they didn't really flesh out the character yeah it was all done through like third party exposition that it, the character himself didn't even like really add anything to yeah cuz i think it was just like what james spader's uh love interest it was like her who pretty much told the whole story yeah um their impractical helmets of like anubis and the other one yeah <laughs> I was like that like I cannot imagine wearing those on set. They look kind of <laughs> cool though. They looked pretty cool, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I love the I do love the aesthetic of like the very futuristic sci-fi stuff with the ancient yeah, Egyptian stuff. That was a that was a nice touch. All the electric staffs and stuff you get to shoot at people. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Um you think I those? Th- you would think those things would be like at least semi-automatic, though, if they're supposed to be that effective. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just have a gun <laughs> if you're that like smart? <laughs> you know, you would. Ha- you should have something better than like a an assault rifle. Um, I thought the chieftain guy of like the slaves, or I don't know what whatever his character's name was, he looked a lot like Jeff Goldblum. Did you Did you get that? <laughs> No, I didn't think so. Okay, I he okay. I guess he doesn't look a ton like Jeff Goldblum, and it I, might be just I, like the eyes. It or is something. the eyes. Not you say it because every time I, I like looked at him, I I got that. some Jeff Goldblum vibes or Jeff Gold Goldblum vibes from James Spader's character. Oh yeah, um, but uh, also James Spader's not very attractive. I don't know why they're so attracted to him in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I. Yeah, and he becomes fluent in their language in like one night. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I just need to learn how to pronounce the vowels. Yeah, because <laughs> like he like spends he like hangs out with what's her name that one night, and they're talking. Uh, yeah, what's her name? Shauru or something. But then it's just like for the rest of the movie, he can just like straight up talk to them, and I think some of some of them start ta- talking to Kurt Russell too. I don't know. It seemed very inconsistent and weird. Did you did you experience like the weird sound mixing where like the action was just so much louder than the dialogue or was that a at what point was just throughout the movie where it was like felt like times the dialogue was just too quiet and then the action would be way louder. I guess I didn't make note of it, but possibly. I don't know. I just I experienced that, but there were some other noises going around around the house. So my that might have been contributing factor there. My dad likes to complain about, like, the climax of this movie. One, one of his big um, complaints is, like, the climax and how it feels like... He felt like it... W- 
it you could tell it was like low budget and like it just made it feel like more small potatoes than it was aiming to be and i'm not sure i entirely agree with that but it's very weird like my my note for the climax literally just says wtf is this climax what was the point of going back onto the ship (laughs) yeah well to get the bomb well but the bomb was on the ground already what wasn't well well, no okay i know what you're talking about yeah they go onto that ship but then james spader and takes what's her name up onto the ship right yep at the end of the movie and like tries to revive her but first of all how does he know that she's going to be saved by anything that he's doing he's literally just like throwing her into things to see if it works well because that that's what the guy used and that's what they used to like heal him because they put him in one of those that's what oh. I I thought it made sense because they had to go back to the ship. He's got to go heal her, and the bomb okay. is on the and so he has to come back to get the bomb. They go I guess I'm the, just the, stupid. Yeah, but I mean, I, I do. That, that's kind of the root of the problem here. <laughs> <laughs> I do think like all the action at the end though is kind of boring. Like it's I, just a couple <laughs> of ships flying around and shooting people, and then like Kurt Russell's struggling with that guard or whatever. Yeah, so that felt very original Star Trek to me. Yeah. the Just how it turns into like a fist fight. <laughs> and not a very good one. Yeah. Um, I did not understand the idea of running out into the wide open while those ships were shooting at them. I was yeah. Like, I feel like you had a better strategic... <laughs> Why would you not just go into the pyramid? <laughs> like the the one guy's like, oh, wait, I, mean, I got sorry, an idea. It closed off, but the, yeah. the one guy's like, wait, I got an idea, and he just runs out, and I expected him to just get blown up. <laughs> yeah, and then they so like funny. they like surrendered, and the gods came down to them. Like, why would you do that if yeah. you're gonna kill them anyway? When why wouldn't you just kill them from the air? Yeah, right. I didn't quite understand that part. Um. I see. I didn't know this was a really small budget movie, and I did not get the impression that your dad said. At all. I didn't like. I, I I thought I was like, man, how much money did they spend on this? Like, this feels like an epic. And during the 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 final act, I did. I mean, all the whole tribe comes in. That's huge. Yeah, spectacle no, and scope. And I, I got the the reverse impression. No, yeah. No, I didn't. It didn't feel like low budget to me. But I just thought. I guess I just thought it was weird. The final the, the, action scene, the shot of the pyramid blowing up in space is absolutely abysmal. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, they literally <laughs> blew up the death star 17 years earlier and it looks way better than this. And that was low budget. Like yeah. how could they not have had a better effect for this? Oh, that's it was just point. really bad. 90s CGI. Gotta love it. Should have um, blown up a miniature. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, what was... I had a note that I wanted to mention. Oh, uh, every time Kurt Russell acknowledges Kowalski, I just think of the penguins of Madagascar. I did too. I'm like, is this the origin? Yeah. It's gotta be. Well, and I thought like Kowalski was just going to be like a one-off character, but he ends up being one of the main like soldiers yeah. that's with yeah. them. And so every time he said it, I'm just like... like Kowalski oh, and like Ferretti or whatever their names were. No, I don't remember. I just um, remember Kowalski, Skipper. Skipper's the main one. Yeah, the whole sandstorm doesn't really amount to anything either. No. I just kind of realized that. 
It. But. I mean, there's some miscommunication. Like, they can't communicate, and then they go back in the pyramid, I guess, and then they get picked off. So, as much as I They could have just gone in with a smaller team. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) The more I'm thinking about this, like, as much as I love a lot of the technical stuff of this movie, it feels kind of, location-wise, very small. Like, because it's very much just, like, three locations on the alien world. Yeah, but I think the locations look great. I think that... No, I think it looks like, great, too. Like, I think too, the city looks fantastic. I think the, the pyramid looked great. I don't know if that was, like, a matte painting or it, a miniature or something. That It just kind good. of felt like... No, I agree. I think it all looks good, but it just kind of felt like they... It, like... They were just going back and forth between these places. I, I I agree with that. Like it didn't feel. It just felt like one isolated location. Yeah. Right. You and would I mean, expect like a big, like a Atlantean society. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I would agree with that. But I, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't find it. Uh, ruining the experience of this movie for me or anything like that. Are there any big plot things we're wanting to mention? Because I'm, I've exhausted my notes that that I took during the movie, but maybe something would come to mind if you talk about something. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I'm I, good. I've got a. It was very interesting that like the whole alien translation thing was like a rival. <laughs> kind of. That's what I thought of immediately as soon as like they're trying oh, to get yeah. this guy to like translate this stuff. I'm like. Man, this is did a rival steal from this movie? <laughs> I got you, Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> Found your inspiration. I think it should have ended up being the Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> they built yeah, the they have a giant like world ending device built into the Great Pyramid or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Those are great movies, huh? Oh, fantastic! Apparently, would you rather would you rather watch Stargate or Transformers: oh, Revenge of the Fallen? Stargate. Yeah, I would too. Both Although I kind of want to go back and see periods. Revenge of the Fallen just to see how bad it is because I have not seen it since I was young and thought it was okay. <laughs> I remember. I I don't remember how, what year that movie came out. It's like two thousand nine, uh, I think. Yeah, I, I want to say I was like 12, 12 years old, and I remember that was the I went to the midnight premiere with my, oh my cousins. God. Because we loved the original. I just remember that was the first time in the theater. I was like, this is so much action and too samey. much. And I'm like, I'm bored. Like, I like how everyone blames that movie for the writer's strike. But like, what writers? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. And uh, on that note, Holden, are we done with Stargate here? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right. we'll call it good. All right, Holden. It's on Amazon Prime. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? I like how you said it's on Amazon Prime in the spoilers. (laughs) At the very end, literally the last bit. (laughs) All right, if you skip to the spoilers, Stargate is on Amazon Prime. You can watch it and then listen to the spoilers. If you really want to watch it. I think I'm glad I saw it. I would never have seen it. I don't think I agree. Had it not been recommended. Um, so, I mean, we've had a couple weeks since our last recording, so I've actually watched quite a few movies and I want to talk about a few of them uh, because I've got some 
some thoughts. So first of all, wow, you should become a movie critic with all these movies you're watching. All yeah, time. right. Um, I watched, I rewatched Jimmy Mad Max Fury Road. Um, first time I'd watched it since. I thought you I had already it, rewatched it. No, I I watched like the second one. Um, but I think it was the first time I'd watched it in full since I saw it in theaters, and I was very infamously not into this movie because I just like. I don't know. I I was not into it when I saw it in theaters, but I liked it substantially more watching it a second time. Um, I, I still don't think it's as fantastic as everyone else says, but I've made note that Mad Max movies aren't really for me also. Um, but it is pretty incredible, and it was quite a thrill ride for that whole time. A oh, literal thrill ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, another movie I watched, Jimmy... Have you heard of this movie called We Need to Talk About Kevin? I think I've heard. I've, it sounds familiar, so I've heard of it. But I um, maybe if you start describing it, it'll ring a bill. Sure. So it's basically. Uh, I've Tilda definitely S- heard of it. Yeah. Tilda Swinton uh, plays a mom uh, of Kevin, played by Ezra Miller, who I think this was probably his first big role. Uh, he was still a teenager at this point, but this was also before, you know, any of his fantastic beasts or justice league appearances um but he ends up i don't know i don't know how much to say about it but the kid is essentially a psychopath um and he does some unspeakable things i will not spoil in case you want to watch it and go in fairly un unknowing he does an unspeakable act Um, And the movie is very much about Tilda Swinton as the character kind of dealing with the trauma and um, just public opinion that follows such an event. Um, And it was incredibly interesting, but also very disturbing. It's a movie that's definitely not for the lighthearted, but if you want some great some absolutely fantastic acting like that's probably might be the best I've seen of Tilda Swinton and she's already a great actress um but it's it just watching her have to suffer with everything that's happening around her oh John C. Riley's also in the movie as as uh, her husband um and it's kind of told in this like non-linear style where it's after the event and before the event kind of as Kevin's uh growing up uh from a kid into a teenager um but it's just it's fascinating i think jimmy you'd probably find it pretty interesting you like good movies so you'll probably like that one i also like some bad movies yeah that's true you just like movies jimmy good for you i do um speaking of uh just movies i also watched the documentary of roger corman's fantastic four (laughs) the infamously unreleased uh uh, 1994 uh, Fantastic Four movie that was made for a million dollars on a very, very low budget. Um, Just like was, each episode of this podcast. Yes. Small budget of a million dollars. We've got a little more than that budget, but you know. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> rounding, like down for the, rounding down for <laughs> the sake of that movie. Um, but that 
it was very interesting. At first, I wasn't like super into it. I thought it seemed a little bit too heavy hitting on like just information, and not getting enough kind of character from the uh, people were, that were being interviewed. But as it went on, there were definitely some interviews of people that I found very interesting. Some of the actors in that movie who none of them particularly went on to anything big, but just kind of like hearing their perspective. They've kind of done some acting gigs here and there before and after this movie. Um, and also just hearing the filmmakers, hearing the director kind of be distraught about this movie never being released. Stan Lee weirdly kind of has an antagonistic role in this movie or in this documentary, which is kind of interesting just because you never see that side of uh, Stan Lee. Um, and the probably the biggest problem is there's a lot of very amateurish like editing problems. There's like a, a few problems that I'm like, why did they just not fix that? There's like, in terms of like just cuts and stuff, it kind of ma it made the documentary feel like it was made for a school project in Premiere or something. Like I just recently did. <laughs> like your school project in yeah, Premiere. Like I just recently did. But they were like, even there were edits that even I could have like fixed pretty easily. I was just like, and the soundtrack was, a was way too overbearing. But aside from like the editing and the soundtrack, I thought it was a very interesting movie if you're if you like superhero movies you'll definitely find the making of that movie interesting have you seen the phantom menace documentary yet not yet it's on youtube man it's on I the know. official star I wars know. youtube channel gosh like, a little over an hour it's well worth watching i'll watch it okay it's God. it's must watch it's fantastic um rewatched parasite for like the fifth time so don't need to mention that <laughs> <laughs> why'd you watch it again yeah, maybe I will. I know. I just I, I, I said, watched, why did you watch oh, it again? You said, oh, maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it with my parents because they hadn't seen it yet. They quite I've only it. seen it once. Wow. Still a fantastic movie. Um, and then I also probably the other notable movie I watched was um, Kung Fu Hustle. Have you heard of this movie, Jimmy? I've never heard of this movie. It's a it's made by Stephen Chow, I believe is the director's name. Uh, he's a Chinese film director. And this movie, I think, was made for a Chinese audience, but it was probably one of his more international films just in terms of uh, release and whatnot. It's this it's definitely like it's a kung fu movie, but it's a comedy kind of parody of that that has a lot of very I, I don't know how to describe it. It's has a lot of like looney tunes style humor in it it's bizarre it's such a weird movie but it's one that like i always see on like greatest ch uh chinese films list it's probably from early 2000s i think um it's a very weird movie it's on netflix i don't really know how to describe it you just kind of need to look up a plot synopsis of it and kind of judge for yourself if you'd like is it, it good yeah i liked it i think some of the humor doesn't translate either doesn't translate or doesn't age super well, but I think there are definitely very funny parts in the movie and it's a very well-made like action movie too. Um, right. And then the other big notable thing this week is that I started playing Yakuza oh. Kiwami. Jimmy. Yeah, I saw that you had done that. We're finally PlayStation friends. I don't yeah. know why we hadn't been PlayStation <laughs> friends yet. I was just, I, I think it was like late one night. I was like, hey, I'm not friends with Jimmy. What the heck? Anyway, Yakuza. I did see that. I saw you had a trophy for Yakuza. Yeah, Yakuza is 
incredible. I cannot believe I'd never tried these games before. I'd always heard great things about them. It is so much fun. It's well, good thing like, there's like five of them or whatever to play. Yeah, there's like least, seven. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're making so another one. <laughs> yeah. They okay. So the thing about these games is they like churn them out, and they reuse a lot of assets. But from what I hear, this is the only one I've played so far. From what I hear, like they manage to like spice things up enough every time that everyone still really likes it. And it's not just like an asset flip. It is very much like they put a lot of work and time and love into these games, but they don't always feel the need to like change up the map. I think most of the games take place on the same map, um, but there's lots of different things to do in each game. Um, the story in this game in these games are is very melodramatic. It's it's interesting. It's a pretty decent story, but it's very melodramatic. But then it's juxtaposed by like just this wacky, bizarre like side stuff you can do. Like the side stories in these in this game are so funny. There's this one character who is this reoccurring thing throughout the game. He'll just randomly walk up to you or pop out of like a traffic cone or just like. Uh, he'll just like attack you on the street and he has like an eye patch and his whole thing is he wants you to get better and so you keep like training and learning moves from fighting him but I fought him like 50 times over the course of the game so far and he is just that like the character is that the character that the new one is being based on then which which new one? Oh wait maybe I'm th- I might be Are thinking, thinking of Yakuza a, Zero I, I might is be that, thinking of a um his like entry into another I, I, I watched a YouTube video that featured a, a, a Yakuza character. I think it's oh. him, and it's like his entry in, like his introduction in one of the video games. Is yeah. notable or something. Yeah. That's, well, I got that mixed up. He's kind of like a fan favorite character from what I understand. And I think it, Yakuza Kiwami, to clarify, is a remake of the original game, which was on PS2. Um, and from what I understand, I don't think that whole thing was in the original game, but I think people like that character enough that they just kind of added it. And it's a very welcome addition. I think it's so funny. And I, it's, there's so many hours you can sink into this game. Like I was making fun of you for playing Assassin's Creed as much as you were. (laughs) And I was saying, oh, I'm not going to play any games that I put that much time into. But I started playing Yakuza and I got hooked. And I'm, I think as soon as I'm done with this one, I'm going to play Yakuza 0, which was free on Xbox Game Pass. So I think I'll play that next. All right. Very good. Yeah. That was my long I, I mean, did a lot the last couple of weeks. Good for you, Jimmy. What about you, though? You. Boy, what about you, Jimmy? Um, so I'm I'm replaying The Last of Us in preparation for uh, the sequel. Refalling in love with it, Holden. I think the part that I forgot that I loved so much was all the storytelling within the world itself, outside of the main narrative, of just like going to an like you know. Because you you spend so much time just searching for supplies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and and just exploring all those open spaces and you through the, this environmental storytelling of it, certain imagery uh. <laughs> mixed with you know graffiti on the wall and note journal entries you can find or like advertisements and you just get these micro stories that are so interesting and just those little things that add to the the overall experience i just forgot how great just the the atmosphere of that game is the sound design Mm -hmm. i've been listening to the soundtrack a lot while door dashing um too good soundtrack 
It is. And I think I have that Gustavo saved on my phone. Santiago, however you say his last name, is re- returning for the sequel. So that's very exciting. Um, and it, and from what I hear, it just sounds like it's that on steroids for the next game. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm definitely going to be, it's going to take me forever to play because I'm going to pour over, pour over every corner and still miss like half of the game. Because <laughs> that's how, how. Uh, going to platinum trophy it, Jimmy? No, probably not because there's going to be multiplayer trophies. Oh. There's multiplayer not. in this And one? also, yeah, there's going to be. Oh, okay. And I believe so. I believe that was why it was delayed. Oh, and okay. also, um, not a, it's just The Last of Us is a very difficult game too, and you have to yeah. you have to finish it on the highest difficulty. Um, so there's that. That's probably the most notable thing I've been doing. Other than um, I'm on season two, Stranger Things. Cried at the end of season one. Oh, Jimmy, <laughs> oh, I'm a crier. Um. I'm about halfway through season two. I'm enjoying it. I think I like season one a little bit better. Yeah, but, that's uh, most uh, people's thoughts. I am liking season two, though. Uh, I've also been playing uh, MLB The Show on PlayStation because there's still no baseball. And there might not be baseball, Holden, not because of COVID, but because they can't solve their money disagreements. So that is oh. very frustrating as a fan. <laughs> um, so that's great. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've been watching any shows or anything other than that. I don't think so. Uh, oh, I guess I have one. I f- completely forgot about this because this was a while back. I played through the Iron Man VR demo. Oh, how was that? I am in this very small minority who didn't isn't quite sipping the Kool-Aid on it. I thought it was a little clumsy at first i think maybe it's there's just a steep learning curve to it i thought or i mean i was gonna say maybe it's just the move controllers but it this game is being made for psvr exclusively so they developed it for the move controllers so that can't be it um i just thought it was a little clunky i thought it didn't feel quite as immersive as i thought it was gonna be Sure. Like the animation when you put on the helmet, it's like the helmet is like three times the size of your head, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm like, what is this like a big head mode? Do you get to see the inside of the helmet like Tony Stark in the movies? You do, but it moves with your head. So you kind of you can't like it move. It like tracks almost completely with your head. So it's hard to like. You have to like move your eyes to see it rather than kind of slightly turn your head to look at, you know, the the HUD. Sure. Which I didn't like. I wouldn't mind if it was somewhere in between because it's like I would try to look at something and then it would just move with my head, you know. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's like I had to move just my eye to look at something. And that was weird, especially in a VR headset with glasses. Maybe I think it was kind of exacerbated by the fact of that I wear glasses. There are some things that just felt very on rails and not like there's there's this moment where you're supposed to be like falling, but it feels like at least I felt like I was moving forward. Just I played it standing up. I don't know if that if it would have been better sitting down. It just didn't it didn't quite feel right to me, Mm -hmm. but I did only play it once. Um 
it was a pretty extensive demo. I mean, there, there was probably a solid 30 minutes of content to play nice. on that for a VR demo. That I mean, that's pretty impressive. Like, you definitely get the idea. I just don't know I, if I would... I, I was thinking about maybe being, like, uh, purchasing it pretty s- close to release, but now it's like, uh, I don't know. You'll so, just have to see what the reviews are like, maybe. Yeah, but, I mean, everybody's really enjoying the demo, so it's like... I don't know. Maybe I, I'm probably just the weird one. Just as stop usual. being wrong. Yeah, I'll just stop being wrong. Maybe <laughs> I'll play it again and uh, it'll feel better this time or whatever. Yeah. All right, Holden, that's all I got. Are you going to take us home? Sure. Um. So next week, we've got some stuff. We actually um, have it planned out. I was like, Holden, yeah, it, we need to decide what movie we're going to do before we get to the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we actually planned it out, so we're not going to just leave you hanging again. Um, so next week, our listener request is uh, my, my my Life as a Zucchini. Is that what it's called? Yeah, something like that. My Life as a Zucchini, I think. Okay, My Life as a Zucchini. Um, it was Oscar nominated a couple years ago, I think. Um, it's on Netflix. It's an animated film. Um, so we're going to be doing that. Uh, and then we also decided, or I brought it up to Jimmy and he thought it was a good idea. Believe it or not, I actually had a good idea for once that we should (laughs) review, watch and review, do the right thing. Spike Lee's film. Timely for numerous reasons, uh, most notable of which is everything happening in the U.S. right now. Apparently, there's a lot of parallels in the themes of that movie and maybe even just the events of that movie. I don't really know anything about the movie. (laughs) I don't Um, either. Yeah, but a lot of people have uh, applied that to kind of what's happening now. Um, And also, there's the new Spike Lee movie coming out, so it'd probably be good of us to watch, like, his most acclaimed film, I think. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, we're gonna finally watch that. Uh, so we'll be doing another double episode this week, unlike the last couple. Um, oh, I forgot to mention Jimmy. I'll, I won't get into this, but I got in a car accident this week. <laughs> oh no! What happened? Yeah, uh, it was bad one. Or? No, it wasn't bad. It was my fault. Um, going eastward on one of the main streets on in Lincoln, I was door dashing, um, and I underestimated how busy the traffic would be at 11 o'clock on a Friday night. Um, I was, it was really that busy. Yeah. Um, I just, I was driving and I kind of glanced down a side street because I saw an animal kind of scampering around. And by the time I was looking forward, I had to be slamming on the brakes, but I did it too late and I rammed a car in front of me who then proceeded to hit the car in front of them. That's what happened. That's what happened to me. Only I was the middle car. Yeah. And the car um, in front of me had a really low trailer that just took out the underside of my car and totaled it. My yep, old car. I, I don't know anything too much about like the, or we don't have an estimate yet uh, uh, from insurance or anything. But I'm pretty sure I accidentally totaled that car. I feel so bad about it, especially since it uh, it was this um, young woman uh, younger than me by about a year, and it was like her first car accident. And I think I just. Like, <laughs> totaled her car first time it's like that yep. uh, james franco meme no i just i feel so bad about it um but it is what it is i'll i'll have to pay the insurance deductible and that's part of the reason why i'm not going to be buying last of us <laughs> <laughs> um oh man that stinks man how did how much do you think that'll be 
Don't know yet. I, I hope we'll know in the next. I just called the insurance company today because they were closed all weekend and this happened Friday night. So hopefully. I'll well, better send the Oculus back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, got into that a little more than I wanted to, but that's okay. Um, uh, go to our Facebook. Um, I'll post about the this later this week. Um, I am working on our, the YouTube video that I keep saying I'm working on. Don't get your hopes up for it. It's probably not going to be as good as I keep talking about. Uh, then again, I'm also not hyping it up too much. Um, and yeah, well, we'll we'll include links for donations for uh, protesters and uh, the Black Lives Matter, um, that whole movement. There's several links um, that we can provide and we'll add into the description if you feel so inclined. And participate in those if you if you want. It's it's a good cause. All right. Adios, pantalones. Love you. That's nightly news for this Wednesday night. I'm Tom Brokaw, and I'll see you along the way. <laughs>